Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Jasmine, pass me the beam so I can paint, so I can pull people up and mod them up. Thanks. I'm about to steal one of your pictures. Oh, yeah, no doubt. We have those. We have, like, they have some with the border that are in different colors or whatever. Um, and then if you want one that's personalized, for you, you can just hit two peas up and he'll hook you right on up. You can put your picture on it along with your name or however you want him to create it. Okay, but cool. yeah, two peas is taking care of the um, PTRs for Sister Cold. But yeah, in the meantime, we got like the like we got the basic ones. With you see how um, Rosetta's is? She has the purple border. We got ones with like all different other colors: orange, yellow, red, whatever you name it. We pretty much have all the colors. Yeah, just shoot him an email. He hooked me up. He's so sweet. He is a sweetheart. He really is.
sorry, y'all. I'm just pinging some people up. Hey, mama. Which one are you talking about? I was a little scared to click on it. Like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> there are many women that have survived um, bad breakups. Um... There are women that have survived messy and crazy, horrific divorces. So this is what the title is based off. There's a lot of stories that women have, but they've probably never shared them or they're scared to share them. But these things need to be talked about because at the end of the day, this is a serious situation. This is a serious issue. Okay, for sure, for sure. You just knew it was me, huh? <laughs> I just said, oh. Because you sound like you was ready to cut somebody off. Huh? I was like, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's talk about these things. <laughs> well, who's going to go first? I don't know. I, I, thankfully, I've never been in that situation. Well, technically, I might have could have been, but didn't know it because I'm a little off. So they probably realized I was crazy and then we thought it. Yeah, that's probably what happened. And I was saying that also the title could mean that um, not even a bad breakup, just like a manipulative man that like, 
you know, no. tried to break you down and you survived or, you know, Not tried to become abusive or a narcissist or anything of that sort. Well, I'm here, y'all. I'm just pinging every woman that I got right now. I know. This is like all the women are not online. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hey. Um, I had one bad and terrible breakup that involved everything that you described, Jasmine. Um, this is obviously before my husband. It was the relationship before him. Um, he did the same thing of trying to psych me out into, like, not leaving him and you know, finally he just got to the point one day he did, you know, try to take my life um, in front of the kids. And, of course, I had to do a lot of things to get things back on track from that situation. Um, I think one of the lessons that we have to learn when we are ending a relationship with somebody we should always make sure we either do it in a public place or um, where you have some people around you or, you know, you kind of have to do it over the phone these days or whatever, because trying to do it in person isn't always the safest way to break up with somebody, especially someone that doesn't want to let go. I landed yeah. my plane, y'all. <laughs> Go ahead, Central. I dealt like that with something in my teens, dealing with this guy um, who was older than me. And me and him had like a very, very toxic back and forth relationship. It was like some days, you know, I would leave him, some days he would leave me, like just back and forth, back and forth. So I finally like just felt like I wanted to finally be done with him this time because I discovered that he was like using drugs like behind my back. Like this was like a lot around the time where a lot of people were like doing drugs on the low, like functioning addict type shit going on. So, um, the day that I decided to leave, I did leave out, like, it seemed like it was okay, like, I didn't have no issues, he was threatening me at first, but he wasn't, 
um, acting on any of the thoughts. Like he knew where I was at. He knew where I worked at. If he wanted to really do something or whatever, he could have. So, you know, I kind of um, pushed it to the side after about a couple months once I did leave because I figured, you know, it was just bullshit. He wasn't going to do anything to me. So long story short, I ended up walking one night and it was nearby where he frequented that and he saw me. And then I'm like, oh shit, like at this time I haven't seen him in a while. So I wasn't really sure, you know, if he was going to try anything. And he didn't try anything right then and there. Like he just like was saying, like he wanted to talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. So I'm like, okay, like I can listen at least that. He was like, oh, can you meet me over here or come with me um, by my people's house just so we can chill and talk? Like I don't want to talk on the street. I want us to talk. I'm like, something in my mind is like, you better not go over here. And I'm like, in my mind, like, I just want to talk. Like, I do want to leave it alone. Still trying to be nice. And he seems sincere. Like, he didn't seem like anything weird would happen. So I went over there with him by his friend's house. And he told me, um, like, not even five minutes we in there. He's like, oh, I'm going to go to the store. I'll be right back. So I'm like, all right, not thinking nothing of it. Went to the store. Seen the store, like, right directly across from the house, not too far. So I'm not thinking anything. Took him a little while. Uh, to come back probably like 10 minutes and he had his friend attack me and the friend was supposed to you know finish me off but I fought my way out of there like I got like scars and shit on my hands from a box cutter like it was a really 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 crazy time and at that time like I wasn't thinking anything I still wasn't thinking like I'm young I'm thinking like no like he couldn't have did this to me like but it was in my mind like he never came back like he literally like left me here to die like that shit was a crazy feeling i still kind of deal with it sometimes but for the most part like i kind of blocked it out but i definitely you know remember that just being me i just feel like i was too nice like i kind of got like my wall up since then like my guard up just like with people and just being close to people especially with men um of course i've moved on since then i'm with my husband now but like i still have like a slight just guard like at any moment like something can go wrong i'm just prepared for the worst just because of that i probably need to you know talk to somebody regarding it but yeah, that kind of this topic was kind of triggering for me because I literally haven't thought about it in a long time until today. That's well, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I also want to thank y'all. you for sharing that with um with the platform. Um because what do you think you can learn from your story that you can possibly teach, you know, another female? I want to tell somebody that if you're in a toxic relationship and you're getting all the signs, like everything is in your face, like it was so much weird shit going on that if I was paying attention that I would have been gone a long time ago before any of that shit had to happen. Because we dealt together for like three years. Like I dealt with a lot of things. The first thing you have to look for is inconsistencies in someone's usual patterns. Like look for their routine switching up. Look for just things just being different. Like even if the nigga starts smelling different, just start looking towards that. Like you just got to be on your P's and Q's. And when you get ready to go, you got to mean that shit. You cannot hesitate. Because the first time you hesitate, and act like you want to stay or second guess it 
that's when he's going to have to drop on you and it's going to be a way to get you to stay somehow. But even if you have to leave in the middle of the night while someone's sleeping, just get out, go and don't look back. Don't go back. Fuck closure. Fuck all that. Oh, we still got some things to hash out. I'm just going to go see him one more time. Forget all of that. Don't go see him no more. You see him run the other way because that could literally be the your last time. Like you can't be trusting these toxic individuals when they claim they change or they just want to talk or they just want to know if it was toxic and you got out thank god and just keep going i think that that's great advice because hey, oftentimes we just always feel like we can love them to be better if that makes sense that we can somehow make the situation better some way, somehow. We get caught up in that mindset. So I think that's great advice. Like, you start seeing a red flag, you really got to go the other way. Definitely. That was my thing. You know, he's a street dude, and I'm like, you know, sweetheart. I'm thinking I can fix him. I can heal him. Like, I can just make him better. I can keep him out of trouble and shit. Like, that was my thing. Like, we always want a fucking project of some sense. Like, I don't want nobody I, I got to work on. You shouldn't want anybody that you have to mold to be a certain way or to treat you a certain way. And if you do try and you're attempting those things, don't spend like years, years, and years letting all your good years go by wasting your time with someone who's just never going to get it. Because if you meet them and they have a certain age, let's say he's 35, 40 years old, and you already don't have love instilled in him from the jump, like, he's not going to get it, and it's going to be nothing that you can do to spark that in him. It has to be something that's already built, and especially something that he wants to do, too. Like, he has to want to be, you know, in love with someone. He has to want to change and want to keep someone around, but if they don't want to, you can't force them, and you can't waste your time trying to force someone to work. Like, even if you have kids, a lot of people make um, stay with people for kids and make that reason listen you all you're doing is showing those kids that they're gonna be able how to cope with bullshit that's how I feel you're, you're showing your children how to deal with toxic environments and not get out you know what I mean like I don't want that example I have five daughters I would never want them to see me settling for a domestic violence relationship or settling for someone who's just not treating me right them seeing me cry and seeing this argue like I would never want them to experience that like even if me and my husband get into it about something now which we rarely do it's done over text message like anything to protect them from hearing things like that'll kind of program them to accept it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to think that shit is cool or this is what love is. This is how two people love each other. Like, we've been living in the same house for a very long time. I don't want it, them to be like, okay, I have. To, if I want to stay with my person or my mom made it work, my mom stuck with my dad and he was doing this, this, and that. Nope, I do not want that to be that cycle. I want to break it. A lot of women in my family have dealt with that as well. And I just don't want to be that one continuing that pattern. Not for me. I want to ask the men a question if they can answer this. And it's not to say that women don't commit acts of violence too, but why is it that it seems like when it comes to our men, our men are prone to be a little bit more violent towards us? 
especially during the course of relationships or breakup. I want to know if the men could possibly take a stab at us answering that question. Well, it all starts from the parents. A lot of that behavior is something that was embedded in men at a young age. And to add on to that, it's like, um, I think it's more of a control thing. I think those type of men feel like they lost control. So the only way they can get control is with physical and not mental. Do the other men want to take a stab at answering that question? Yeah, I'm going to have to say some of us maybe not be mentally mature enough to understand the graphics of basically letting go. There's more fish in the sea. But some of us still be emotionally attached to the point that we fear that the fact if we do let go, you know what I'm saying? We're not going to find nobody better than y'all or we're not going to find nobody like y'all or somebody that you're going to find is going to actually be better than what we actually did. And by the time we come to that point, we're going to realize that the fact that we was doing wrong and we could have done better, but it's that we didn't and our time ran up. But there's, there's absolutely no excuse for a man to put his hands on a woman for any reason. Um, My ex used to kind of like hit on me a little bit and what hurt her the most was me just leaving like that's what we gotta do more of we gotta just relax like we can't be so impulsive like it's 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 bad dv domestic violence is bad but that's the thing why do you guys think that that is it's 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 a con like it's like Sorry to say it like this, but some men look at it like, well, if I can't have you, nobody can. And I don't know exactly where it comes from because I'm not like that. But from some things I've seen, it's just like control. Like It's a control thing. Once a man feel like he can't get you to like love him or like fall out of love with him, he, he get crazy. Like It's kind of like women. Like Y'all get mad with us. Y'all you know, get so mad, y'all go to the fucking car and poke a tire or some shit. Men just have different emotions. They just be doing different shit. Like, you know, I don't know if that was a good analogy or not, but that's just kind of how we look at it. Like, me personally, I'll just cut you off. Like, because I learned over the years, like, the attention to kill you more than anything else. That's when you get hit. You that's said what? That's when you get hit. <laughs> When you cut them off, that's when you get hit. Hey, I just got into the room. Is this something that is this a story or something about someone? Well, I I do want to share my story in a minute, but go ahead, Dreas. Okay, I'm Bridget. She was just asking. Um, no, I'm just asking. Is this a because the title is really like somewhat uh, like? Go ahead. Did this, happen, did this happen to someone? Or are you gonna share it later? Yes. Um. I, I think one of the moderators was telling a story and 
she asked um the perspective of a man. So that's why I was kind of feeding into that. Because I'm a man that doesn't believe in that. So it's just like, to listen to the story is kind of crazy. Pitbull, good looking for pinging me in, you know. I like discussions like this because you learn perspective and how to, like, not ignore the red flags. Okay. All right. So I'll just sit here and listen. Yo, Mig, so the question was, um, how do... How do we explain to, like, you know, like me and you, we stand up guys, we don't put our hands on women. Why do why do men put their hands on women and, like, where does it stem from? I don't know. I can't answer that. I could assume, but I, I don't know. I can't answer that. Everybody got their own. You know, reasons. I can't answer that. I just, I just walked in the room, and I am gonna share my story. Just, I, I, I would assume your, your expectations is right, though. Control, probably. Yeah, I would say it's a control thing, and I, I would say most men that's like that probably was raised by their mother and didn't have a father around. Um, that, that's just my assumption. I don't know. Me personally, I man, I'll just walk away like the brother said. There's no point in putting your hands on a female. You already know you're gonna win that. So what's the best? What's the next best thing for you to do? I mean, not the, that's not a best thing, but what is the best thing for you to do? That's just to walk away. Yeah, I'll say they pussies. That's why, but it's probably it's probably a mix of a couple of different things. Control, lack of lack of like controlling their emotions you know sometimes sometimes i don't know sometimes you gotta ask yourself like is this shit really bothering me for real for real to the point where i'm about to snap and most of the time the answer is no so it just comes with like maturity and knowing your emotions I feel like I feel like a lot of men get abused though too by by females. Like I feel like females be physically abusive a lot, and maybe people are not like aware of it because if you a man getting physically abused by a female, it's that stigma of like just being, I guess, embarrassed or like, you don't want to talk about it and shit. But I, I feel like yeah, like, what um, Johnny Depp is going through right yeah, now. Look, yeah, look at what Johnny Depp going through. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of female abusers. Like, like I, I, I yeah, I, I've been in that situation too. With, like females, they take it too far. Shit, got cut them all. That's why when I said when you cut them all, that's when you get hit. Like, for sure. Females, females be crazy sometimes. I'd always like to think that 
it could possibly be because, you know, us girls, we go through some shit. We can call a girl on the floor and be like, girl, let me tell you, ah, and pour it all out. You know what I mean? We have those moments. But I feel like a lot of men probably don't have that support system to where they can really feel comfortable confiding into somebody about what they're going through. And everybody has a breaking point. You know what I mean? Everybody has a level of shit that they can take and they reach that point where it's like it gets too much and if you don't release a lot of things you're going through not making it right and I'm not making excuses at all but I'm also able to think in that perspective like damn I'm thinking like if I was going through something I didn't have anybody to release to and like I just feel like a whole bunch of shit piling up on me I can snap and I can have a moment too like we snap for other reasons so I can think that I think that that can play a part in men reacting and just exploding sometimes it's just because they don't have enough positive outlets like how we do we get a call all the girls up we come over eat ice cream watch movies like men don't really have that space you know they may go to the bar and even if they have drinks with their boys they still may not discuss the home issues they might talk about sports or talk about some shit that distract them from what's going on at home so i think this the point of getting it released and released in a healthy way like do communication talking to somebody therapy counseling or something like that even if you need to or simply walking away like the brother said earlier then it'll be a whole lot less of that going on yeah i feel like i'm sorry it's just dudes being pussies too like female easy target like if she ain't hit if she ain't hit the dude first especially or she's just like verbally abusing him whatever like fucking with his emotions in his head he just go wow over her head it's because she's an easy target because like it be it be dudes that's like real hard like in the street they'll they'll tee off on anybody in the street like damn don't fuck with that dude like he hard like little do you know his baby moms he live with or his girl he live with like he be going through it like she be putting him through it but like she put him through it stress him out but like as soon as he leave the house he'll tee off on another man it's like he'll tee off on a dude like he ain't even teeing off on you he just taking his stress out because his girl be putting him through it but it's just it's just a choice of like I, I feel like female be easy target so it, it just depend on the man like he either gonna walk the streets all stressed and intense or he gonna take it out on a shorty but I don't know I feel like you take it out on your shorty that's an easy target like you pussy like my my girlfriend punched me in the face once right and I was so shocked that she punched me in the face I didn't even know what to do and I asked her like yo you punched me in the face and then she punched me in the face again. So I just left, like, you know what? Because at the end of the day, it's just like, there's just no excuse for anything. Like, you shouldn't put your hands on anybody. Man yeah, on woman, woman on nah. man. Like, don't put your hands on anybody unless you have to. Yeah, I've been through that before, too, where Shorty struck me. I've been through that, too, like, where Shorty struck me and I ain't, I ain't do nothing to her. And I'd be, like, asking myself, like, damn, she struck me so crazy. I feel like I should have just decked her. Like, I wouldn't be wrong, but I don't know. I'm I'm glad I didn't do it. But I, I still in the back of my head. I was like, man, sure you that struck me. Like, she really struck me like that. I wouldn't be wrong for punching her. But I didn't. But I wanted to. I should have. I feel like. And for any woman that went through that in here, I, coming from a man that's never did that, we sorry. All the good men are sorry because, you know, people just got to take accountability. We just had this conversation earlier. Accountability. That's all. Yeah. What, I don't One know. of the queens wanted to share her story, and I wanted to um, give her the floor so she can share her story. 
All right. So sometimes uh, it'd be a little hard to talk about that, but I was with my ex-husband for 10 years, married to him for eight years. And about after year six, it started, you know, getting weird and rocky. Like you really don't actually know a person until you've been together for a long time. And there was never any physical abuse in the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Until the day that he did try to kill me. But there was like tension and arguments and verbal stuff that happened. And when it got so toxic to the point where it was starting to happen in front of my kids, I decided that I didn't want to be in that situation anymore. You know what I'm saying? And it got to the point where we weren't even sleeping in the same room. So he would sleep in the living room or whatever room in the house that he would sleep in. And I would sleep in our room. But one morning I woke up and I was trying to do my daughter's hair. And he just was being weird and toxic as fuck. And I came to him and I'm like skipping some parts because it's a long story. Like that day seemed like that shit happened forever. But he was being crazy and I just came to him in the kitchen and I was like, man, I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. And he grabbed me by the back of my neck and pushed me towards the room and was like, go ahead and pack my shit then. And the moment that I grabbed two of his clothing items out of the closet, he fucking threw me on the bed and started choking me. And I had my baby in my arms. You know what I'm saying? I had just had my son. And I called my oldest child to come get my son because I was like, you're going to, you, you need chill because you're going to hurt the, the baby. You know what I'm saying? And so my oldest child came and got the baby and he slammed the door in her face And then he proceeded to strangle me, you know what I'm saying, over like, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes or so, you know what I'm saying? And I'm up there begging for my life, you know what I'm saying? Because he was cutting off my wind. And my oldest child was on the outside of the door and she could hear all of this happening, you know what I'm saying? So he strangled me three different times during that moment. And then he pulled my gun on me because he had it on his hip already. And I knew it was loaded because I keep all my weapons loaded. And then motherfucking, he gonna tell me that he's not gonna kill me. He knows what he's doing, this, that, and the third. And then it was like, he blacked out and like different personalities started coming out. You know what I'm saying? So I actually had to beg for my life. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit was fucking wild as shit. You know what I'm saying? And then- did you end up, did you get some type of therapy or counseling for that situation? Yeah. I had you to, did? for me and my child, my oldest child, okay. my two youngest, my two youngest, they was babies. You know what I'm saying? They, they're just three and five now. You know what I'm saying? My oldest is 10 though. But yeah, for me and my oldest child, yeah, I did do that. And, and here's the thing, because we come from a culture of no snitching, like I grew up in the streets. I sat outside the fucking police station for every bit of a fucking hour. You know what I'm saying? Before I decided to actually go in and tell them what the fuck happened. You know what I'm saying? And they took pictures and everything 
with the petechia or whatever in my eyes and all of that. Shakira, that's not snitching, Queen. I know, but it just yeah, yeah, yeah. you had I'm you trying, had a baby. I'm, yeah, but that's not how that's not how we were raised. Like, right. like that's not we, snitching we, though, because she I did. know. But listen, I just want you to hear. I just want you to hear how us women are raised. Okay, the thing is though, we're taught that if we go to the quote unquote law on our significant other, then that is wrong. That right. it should always be dealt with amongst the families. So I'm just putting that out there. Even though I like the fact that you guys are reminding us that it's not snitching. I just want you to hear what it is that we have been taught. So, so they, we can kind of like only, reprogram our, and reroute our minds. You, look, you, They you, charge him. Look, listen real quick. They charge him with four felonies and a misdemeanor. And they only gave him three years. So, like, that nigga bitch. Why, why, why I jumped in like that is because, like, okay, like, let's 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 look at you. Gotta look at what you did. You did what you're supposed to do as a mother. That's your child. Yeah, that's your husband, but that's your child. Your child comes before anything. And that's that's a complete fact. You know what I'm saying? That's the yeah. reason why I have sole custody of my children now. And the thing is, is this shit happened in Florida and they have this whole like you still need to be able to co-parent type of situation going on with their laws. And so when he does get out, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> they're going to want me to allow him to have access to my children. But I'm going to knock him out. How do I allow him to have access to my kids without putting myself in harm's way? So I'm a, uh, all right. And I can help you with this more than anything. So I got full custody of my daughter. Shout out to the parents, single parents in the room. So this is a situation where you got to get a lawyer. And like, that's just what it is. You no, got to get a lawyer. Full custody that's of my going. children, like sole custody is in the divorce agreement. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I could only get the divorce because he was in jail for doing what he, you know what I'm saying, did. I'm saying when he gets out, Queen, when he gets out, there's there's custody lawyers that could, you know, help you navigate that. They're going to fight on your behalf. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's pretty much what I had to do. So you, know, so, you, so you probably should be able to get some kind of um, advocacy for, mm -hmm. at the courthouse. Mm -hmm. That can help you. That can uh, that can basically put something in place for um, maybe help you talk to the judge how to put something in place because you are in fear of your life and your children's life and your safety for that matter. So they probably can work something out whether his visitations are supervised or you know. The judge could work, could rule in your favor that like this is not a situation the judge is willing to trust, so he could just have to stay away from you guys indefinitely. But what he's basically saying is get some kind of advocacy to help you navigate through that. Because look, Jules, that's like actually part of what I worry about is like if even if <clears throat> there was somebody to be like a mediator between it. 
Like, if he can't get to me, what if he did something to one of my babies? Okay, so. In That's the Lord, a valid fear. And, and in the law, if your child resides, I don't know what state, once your child resides somewhere for six months, they become um, a part of the state. So what I had to do is register because this all happened in um, VA. I had to register in New York, you know what I'm saying? And that might be one of your kind of avenues you might want to take, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's stressful. I've been, my daughter's seven. I've been in court since, like, she was three, maybe two and a half. So I understand that shit completely. Like, that shit is different type of, it's a different type of ball game when your kids is involved, man. Like, that shit is wide. That shit is wide. Yeah, but definitely sit down with, you know, some kind of advocate, whether it's a, a advocate that is um, at the courthouse or whether it's a community advocate because um, you have a very valid point and you you fear for your safety or your kid's safety and somebody's got to hear you. Somebody's got to know this. And that's what these people are there for, to put things in place to keep us safe and protected. So we have to really go and seek out that help so that they can do their jobs. Honestly, truth be told. Like, let me tell you something. Like, Florida, Florida is so weird that, you know, even my lawyer who did my divorce and everything and represented me in the whole situation, I moved, you know what I'm saying? I live where I live now. Well, most people on this app know that <clears throat> I'm outside of Atlanta. But when I moved and I talked to my lawyer after gaining sole custody of my children, he straight up was like, Shakira, I don't want to know where you at. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and move and keep that shit a secret or whatever, but if if and when <clears throat> he does get out and he tries to file for rights to the children again, then call him, you know what I'm saying? Like he said, even if he's no longer practicing law, he will make sure he represents me in that situation, point blank period. But he didn't even wanna know where the fuck I went. And Florida is, they have this rule that you have to be within a 50 mile radius of the other parent, even if you do have sole custody. So I actually left and took my kids and I, I didn't notify the courts or anything about that shit because I don't care what Florida has to say about it because I need to make sure that I'm safe and that my kids are not in harm's way either. I definitely agree. Sometimes we have to do what we have to do as women, but I definitely want to know that you're safe and that you're okay. Are you safe and are you okay? He's still in jail right now, so I am safe. Am I, com am I completely okay? Probably not, you know what I'm saying? That is the father of my children. I never expected for that shit to happen again. 
there was no physical abuse that whole time. You know what I'm saying? And then for that shit to just happen out of nowhere was weird and crazy as fuck. And it's kind of shocking that it even happened and you don't even know who, what, where, why, how, you know? Exactly. It's like you wake up one morning and everything just changed. Y'all going to make me cry this morning. I don't want to do that. Well, don't. We don't want to make you cry, but if it makes you feel better to just purge and get it out, then you do what you have to do. Crying is not a sign of weakness. Crying is actually a sign of true strength because you actually renew yourself. You actually kind of replenishing yourself when you release all those thoughts and feelings and emotions and you just kind of renew yourself so as you like releasing the negativity you inhaling the positivity you know what i mean so crying is not a bad thing i just want to put that out there actually absolutely jules is releasing that negative energy and acknowledging that you do have that emotion and that feeling and that blockage is there because when you don't release it and you sit on it it affects you a whole lot worse trust me so it's okay to cry like i have some days i cry you know just to get it out and i feel a lot better afterwards like even if i don't have like a sole purpose of crying like i don't have like a direct thing that makes me want to cry sometimes it just happens and that just lets me know that i needed that to happen and you just gotta let it go it's it's okay to do so i think crying is a sign a sign of relief too you know what i mean like Gotta do what you gotta do is best for you and yours. Nothing else matters. I love that a man chimed in to let it be known that it's okay for any and everybody to cry. gotta be comfortable with yourself first like like you said that shit don't make you weak <laughs> everybody in this room went, went, been been through something like that made you cry like i don't give a damn who you is like you lost somebody hurt yourself something you know what i mean like just gotta look at the whole emotion in its entirety that's why like i'm proud you know that's why like me and my artists, we like our music is just like promoting happiness, like and 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 good feeling, like because there's just too much other shit going on that's negative. Well, Shakira, I want you to know that I can definitely relate to your story. Um. It took, a, it took me a little while to get settled in life after my situation. Um, but I took that time out to not only get therapy for myself and for my children, but 
also to start over. Like, I just took that as a time to start over and really, like, work on me at the time and work on my kids. Like, I put everything into myself. I put everything into my kids to making sure that we had a better and we have a brighter future. And everything happens for a reason because, you know, um, that that particular person had made the newspapers for another situation where I guess they committed an act of violence and an order of protection was put in place. So it kind of gave me a sense of relief that, like, it wasn't just me, if that makes sense to y'all. I just felt like it wasn't just me. It wasn't something I said or did or whatever. You know, I appreciate y'all for making this room. I did not expect to wake up and see this ping or this in the hallway. But maybe it's helping get it out in a whole other way. And most people that know me on this damn app know me for being fun or cussing people out <laughs> whatever that, you know what I'm saying, whatever you know me for. But a lot of people don't know that other side of my life. So I appreciate y'all. Well, I appreciate you definitely telling us your story um, because oftentimes when we go through situations like that, we feel isolated, we feel alone. Um, sometimes we feel ashamed. Sometimes we feel embarrassed. So it's good for other people to, it's not good that these things happen, but it's good to know that other people can relate and somehow in some way help in some kind of way, believe it or not. You're absolutely right, Jules. And I like how you said that um, it can be hard if for us to not feel embarrassed with opening up. You know why? Because a long time after that, I felt so embarrassed and just ashamed to even let other people know what I went through because it was like a really traumatic experience. Like it's a lot of details that I don't divulge, but you kind of keep it in because it's like I kept it in because I didn't want the next guy I get with to feel like I was weak or to feel like he can dominate me in any way because that happened to me. Like it was like really weird. Like I was like tricking myself into thinking like if I kept it in, like somebody won't have something to use against me or they won't feel like, oh, she's been through that before. So maybe she's used to it or maybe she think being abused or being hurt in some way is a good thing. Like just trying to think for myself and trying to think for other people too but you have to block that out as well but that's also you know just negative energy and almost manifesting that same thing to happen in your life again but definitely um just don't be embarrassed about anything you went through because your story can always be used to help somebody else Hey, hey this is Larry. This is Larry. I got I got a quick question. Um for for I guess the women that have you know been abused um 
in their life. And like you said, you know, some of y'all might feel embarrassed about it. And, you know, others say, hey, it's, it's good to, to talk about it, right? Because it might help somebody else. Um, when do you think that it's a good time to have that conversation, you know, with your kids? Or do you guys think it's not appropriate to have that conversation with your kids? Just interested. Yeah. Well, I know in my case, like, because I went through therapy and I also got them therapy, you know, um, I felt like for the most part that was up for discussion a lot. But, you know, as time goes on, children are resilient. So they may they, they may forgive, but they don't forget, you know, but I try to make sure I teach my kids lessons in everything. Like, like I have a, I have a saying to my kids, especially to my oldest, look at everything I'm doing wrong or look at all my mistakes and you try your best not to make them. And so far she's done a pretty good job of it. But I say this to say like, I would definitely try to be, um, a positive voice in in their ear in their significant others lives as well to make sure like you know everything is going the way it should because oftentimes when people are in relationships they don't have anybody they can talk to about their problems or their issues and sometimes they too feel like they're isolated and alone and the only person that should understand them is their partner, but sometimes like you just need a little help to kind of have somebody come and mediate and get you guys back on track. Cause sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you could be feeling one way, your partner feeling a whole nother way. But I think it's important that we have not only, not only be positive in our children's, like be a positive voice in our children's lives because Y'all all know that sometimes y'all can hook up with somebody that has a messy and overbearing parent or whatever. But it's like we need to get back to the days where you had somebody older, um, somebody mature, wiser, but that was also just real and positive. That's going to tell you the truth, whether you want to hear it or not. So... I don't know. That's what I'm attempting to be in my kid's life. I don't know about anybody else. And I apologize. And maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't state my question correctly. I mean, the trauma that you have went through in your life, like when is, when do you believe that it's a good time to either have that conversation with your child on what you went through or not have that conversation? Because I know that it's, it's an emotional state, and you probably don't want to go there again. But it did; it does happen to women. So that's what I was saying. Like, is this a conversation you have with your child or not? Because we all know that, for the most part, you're going to be there as a good role model and put the best that you can in your child. But people also learn from trauma, or they or they may try to understand you. So since it is a sensitive topic, is that some is that a conversation you have or you don't have? That that's that's kind of where I'm trying to get to. Um, I had that conversation with uh my older son. He's eleven, 
So I've been, he been kind of knowing about like my tra uh, traumatic history since he was about six. So trying, I don't, um, because I've been so traumatic, I don't know how to talk to the kids or like kids, I guess, if that makes sense. So everything, I guess, that's normal to regular people is not normal to me. So all of my stuff is quite the opposite. But like all of my kids know, and I talked to them like since they were six, but not into too much, too much details. I'll say something and then I'll say, okay, well, in a couple of years, then I'll let you know why, depending on um, what stage. But they, um, they pretty much know. So I guess I started uh, when they were six. Monique. Yeah, what was the other lady name? Yeah, what was the other lady's name? Somebody got a hot mic. Yeah, my answer was pretty much similar to um, Aisha's. Um, like I said, once the situation happened, we had to go to therapy for it. So we talked about it then. Like I said, I try to not, not like beat it in their minds, you know, because I want them to, you know, kind of forget. But, you know, we definitely had talks about it right when it happened. So my children were young you know what i mean and like i said i will always try to be as far as like me i will always try to be that positive influence in their life or whatever so like i said in my case it's similar to aisha it started young because the situation occurred when they were young and we went to therapy when they were young you know what i mean Oh, God. so you were, uh, so you and the kids were going through things together. Okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I missed that part. Okay, so that's that. I I think that's that's that that is uh uh that is that that's different when and I'm not, and I'm, what I mean by different, I mean like you, you when you go into therapy with kids because the the things that grown people can understand and a child can understand. It's, it's, it's two different levels. So how, how, how were those, how were those conversations of, you know, you going through stuff, the kids experiencing it and you being able to translate that stuff back and forth with the young kids? How, how was that? So, um, <clears throat> because mine is fresh, my oldest child, my baby girl, she actually was having meltdowns after everything happened. And, COVID was going on, so it wasn't like an in-person therapy happening. It had to be over the phone. <clears throat> and for her, you know what I'm saying, I, I watched her like break down because, of course, she loved both of her parents, but she was old enough to actually understand to a certain degree what was going on. And the conversations that I had to have with her, like, I don't talk bad about her father in front of her at all, period, because she had a lot of good experiences with him. 
And I don't ever take away from him being a good father. What happened, happened. You know what I mean? But it took over a year of her going through therapy, you know, and talking to somebody else outside of me to be able to get through that. Because children, their minds are like, they're so vulnerable. And while she wanted to try to fix me, I couldn't fix her because I still was going through what I was going through. And I I still go through it. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't expect the person that you want to build a life with to ever do anything in this lane right here or anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could talk about cheating all day long. That's nothing compared to somebody trying to take your life because you don't want to be with them no more or just because they don't value you or whatever the reason is. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't get inside of their minds. We don't know what they're thinking of when they actually commit these acts, whether it's a male or female, because it does happen on the other side too. You know what I'm saying? But as far as my oldest child, she's doing better now. But for almost a whole year, she wasn't a normal kid. And I honestly, when I look at her, I still don't think that she's a normal kid. She might still be holding some shit in. However, she went through the whole program as far as therapy goes. And and after you get so far in it, they release you. You know what I'm saying? When they feel like you're doing better. And I know I sound like I'm all over the place right now because this is just like it's blowing me to have to go here today because I wasn't expecting it. You're doing great. But no, I don't want to cry on this mic, so. Oh, well, with my situation, um, all of this was before I had kids, so I just kind of tell them about my situation. Like, for example, I'll say, oh, well, I don't like guns because X, Y, and Z, or oh, you can't hug my neck like that because of this situation happened so mine was like before they have a cool little life now but i just wanted to explain to them why i act the way that i act and it's not because of them and that way when i get older oh well she acts like this because let's say i'll do a everybody always take things from me so if it seemed like i'm this way it's because people always take things from her type deal so um yeah my kids didn't see anything with me it was just to tell them why i act a certain way So one of the things that, like, um, I feel like we should put out there is the fact that if there are women that are suffering or men that are suffering in a situation where they are being either mentally, emotionally, financially, or physically abused, 
I think that it's important to reach out to somebody. Um, it could be somebody who you're comfortable with that you know that will help you, you know, um, figure out how to remove yourself from the situation. It could be, you know, a shelter. You know, there's plenty advocates and shelters that help women and children or, 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 or men that are in, you know, vulnerable situations, you know, but we got to always put a plan in place when you have things like that going on, because you can't sit there and just take somebody's abuse and not do anything. Like you just really, your best bet is just to get out and try to get as much help in place that you can. Like, like I said, if you have to go to a shelter or go to somebody's home that you know will make sure that, you know, you guys will be okay, you guys will be safe. That will help you make the connection to, you know, um, some kind of advocate or, 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 or law enforcement for that matter. Because your goal is to keep yourself safe so you can be there. Not only just for yourself, but for your children and other family members and friends as well. So if you are in those situations like that, you got to start thinking about what's the best possible way for me to get out this situation alive and safely. So I just want to make sure I put that out there, that you always should keep a plan in place, even if you have to you know, put back a couple of dollars from whatever money you get just so you can have some kind of a little something to work with. You know, everybody's plan is going to be a little different, but you do have to put one in place. And that's a good point, Jules. And also, I'd like to add what worked for me was I had a bag ready. I had a get and go bag and I had it hidden outside of the house so that way when I was able to leave then I don't have no excuse to come back for anything like everything was already strategically moved out like little by little and I just took I left a lot of things behind and I took my most important things I made sure I had all of my you know medical documents that I needed my birth certificate everything in a safe place any kind of money I needed and whatever was super super important to me and I got that out of the way first because I didn't want an excuse to have to go back. I didn't want anything that would stop me from leaving. And you definitely have to just be super, super prepared and have a good escape route and tell somebody, let somebody know, even if it's one person, tell somebody what's going on, what you're going through, what your plans are, and if they can help you in any way, like don't be ashamed to ask for assistance, even if it's like a night on their couch until you get to your next step, what you're going to do, make a plan, something, but definitely make sure you have those things in place your financials in place and any kind of things that you plan on taking with you have that already set up to go and don't get discouraged like like there is a way out of everything but just don't get discouraged Jules, it's funny you said that because I got discouraged one night, my first night trying to leave, right? 
he started getting slick on me because I don't even know if anybody knows, but you ever know them houses that you need a key to get out that motherfucker? <laughs> I hated it so bad. He used to lock that door on me, boy. Like, that's how I knew he was really mad and he really knew what was going on because one day I, I had everything. I had it to the door. He was gone. I was like, I got my bag. I got everything. This is it. And baby, I unlocked that bottom lock and that top lock, that that that, that key lock was, was on there. I said, you know what, this son of a bitch, how I actually ended up getting out, y'all, I had to jump out the window, y'all. It was a two-story window. I didn't hurt nothing. I oh put it as cushion as I could down, but that was the only way I could get out. And he literally, like, when I did show my face back around there after a while, they was calling me Geronimo on the block, girl. Not Geronimo. <laughs> they sure was. I ain't give a damn what they called me. I got the hell up out of there. Man, isn't that crazy with relationships? I don't know if anybody be getting into like new relationships or talk, but you like disclaimer, if it don't work out, we could just break up and go separate ways because I can't afford to be traumatized another X amount of times. Do that guys happen to you or no? Yeah, I feel like they should be in place or they work just so we have a little bit somewhat of an understanding. Wait, y'all talking about people coming with disclaimers on their foreheads or something? On their back? No, I guess, like, you know how, like, we all been, like, traumatized in relationships. So, let's say, like, you talking to, like, a guy or a girl. Do you be like, oh, yeah, you know, you feeling a person. But it's like, if he goes left fast, like, we could just call it quits. Then, you know, because I don't want to try to get out again and take X amount of years to get out. Or do you guys just rather be single, I guess, and not even go through it? Well, in my case, I'm married, so. But, um. I don't know. I don't know if he had a tough. Babe, did you have a tough time with me in the beginning? Or. Was everything just normal? So far. so far as what? Like like coming out of uh, my situation with Mo and making a transition into, you know, settling down with you. No, it was pretty normal. But, you know, my situation was similar to yours. So that's why I was no different. It was basically uh, two negatives turning to a positive. So it was just a smooth, natural transition. Um, yeah, that makes sense compared to if it was just you like, yeah, could we just break up if it go bad? Cause I'm scared. You don't, you don't want to let me go or, you know, vice versa. That's the crazy part. Some people just don't know how to let go. Some people just don't want to like the gentleman said earlier that could be like an um, that could just be an emotional trauma thing like where they just feel abandoned and neglected their whole life and you know they get somebody in their life and then they don't know how to treat them the right way and then when that person wants to leave they just don't want to let go 
but they also don't know how to do better. So I'm starting to wonder if like we as a, a people, as a community, are we kind of failing each other? Like, do we do we sit there and whisper to, you know, our homegirl, like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be over there flirting with this guy and you here with this guy? Or do the guys sit there and say, well, maybe you shouldn't talk to her that way, you know, um, there's a better way to talk to her. Do we do that as a people? That's true, but some people can't take criticisms, criticism or are very delusional about the way they're perceived also. And that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, but so sometimes, a lot of the times, those are the people that are causing the dysfunction. You know what I mean? In their own life and in their significant other's life because they don't know how to take criticism. How do we feel about holding our friends accountable who we see go through similar things we've been through and we want better from for them? Because I lost a friend actually trying to like give advice and just share my story and really tried to be like stern with her about how dangerous her situation could possibly be. And I hope everything's okay with her now. Like it's been like over five years since I had a chance to speak to her. But I just was like coming from like a place of love more than anything and then like really trying to get her to see that she deserved more and she deserved better for herself. She was young, didn't have any children at the time, had no ties to the person. So it was no reason why she was stuck. Like when I met her, it was to help her fighting with him. So I just felt like maybe if I back up a little bit, then she'll see on her own that she needed to remove herself from that situation but my question just was for like the floor has anyone ever experienced that like with a friend like just trying to help someone out of that type of situation just like either getting somewhere or getting nowhere well my first rule is oh i'm sorry my first rule is i don't never tell another person to leave their significant other because that makes them stay longer I landed. Somebody else wanted to go. I landed. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point that you said. Um, I used to, some things, I guess, I'll just put it under the perspective of uh, religiously, how some people just say, oh, you know, you have to stick with it and blah, blah, blah. But certain things I feel like uh, God wouldn't want you to be in and yeah, so now, depending on the situation, I don't subscribe to staying either, or, yeah. I just always hated to see someone going through something, so if I can try to help, I can. But I definitely know, like, if I see that you're not making the moves yourself, I'm not a pushy person. Like, I know how to fall back. But if I can, like, just try at least, at least I'll sleep better at night for myself knowing that I tried, you know, 
to give my friend some advice because you know I cared about her like I really do it's still some day to this day like I still care about her and, want, and hope that she's doing a lot better um Dreas I think you unmuted but we can't hear you boo and that's what you all you can do is try like give people advice and it's up to them if they can if they're going to take it or not um, some people just want to learn on their own. They have to go through the actual pain and through those actual, you know, trials to actually get the picture versus somebody telling them like, hey, I've been through this. This is what's going to happen if you don't get out now. That's, That's true. Jeez, uh, I was going to say, but you know, fear is something else too. To like the true definition of like paralyzing fear to get out. And I don't know, that's what took me so long, like in my last relationship, because I was like scared and threats and I'm not, yeah, and all sorts of um, things. And also, I think when people know that, I guess you don't have family or a lot of family, I guess, compared to others who have a big family, and you know, if anything pop off, they going down. So, yeah, I think fear is a factor too. I think people do want to go, but just really scared. And I think it's just not the fear of, you know, being abused or being hurt. It's the fear of unknown. Like, hey, I'm just so used to being this with this guy and I'm so comfortable in this toxic situation. I'm not going to leave. So I think that also plays a part, too. You took the ride. That's a different story. That's true. So when we look at ourselves and like when we think about us not being able to leave because of um, the unknown or being alone, we have to look at ourselves like, why can't you be alone? Like, what's wrong with you that you can't be alone? Like, why do you need somebody to, you know, treat you this way? Maybe because you just sometimes want to be loved, I think. Like, for real, for real. And I think sometimes, you know how that goes. There's a fine, sketchy line with that. I think I think society doesn't help us either with all these movies that they have that <laughs> so-called expresses some form of what it's like to be in love and relationships and that gets programmed into our brains and we start looking for that right and social media like these couple goals like for sure plays a big part in why we always want somebody on our arm Right, especially when everybody look all happy but we all know how those are just captured in a moment Martina, I want you to know I read your comment um, in the chat or whatever. I'm sorry that you went through that. Yeah, I'm sorry too, Martina. It sucks. Nobody deserves that. 
Well, I was waiting for my husband to leave the room so I could tell my story. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, so my abuse, well, my situation was when I was in high school. So it was this guy, he was older than me. I was like 17, he was like 26. And um, he worked for my dad. And we just was like super cool. He was like, you know, my best friend. I could tell him anything and everything. And then we start, you know, getting involved. Um, in high school, he was like so controlling. I couldn't go nowhere, couldn't do anything. But this is like, I'm young. This is my first true love. I love him. If something happened to me, I know he going to war for me. But at the same time, this guy is like starting to be verbally abusive. We didn't get to the um, hitting part until like I went off to college. So um, I went off to college. Um, I came back for breaks and he would come down to visit me. And, you know, I started meeting people in college. So guys used to be like, hey, Jasmine, how are you? You know, and he used to go through my phone and, you know, just insecure stuff because I was far away from him. Um, so one time we went to a college party and the guy, like a friend came up on me and, you know, just started dancing and he didn't know I was with my boyfriend at the time. So, um, we didn't even make it outside the party before he started hitting me. So I'm just like, wow, this is really how my life, you know, is about to play out. Um, so I let it slide. It happened a couple more times and then... You know, I start blaming myself, like, oh, damn, it's my fault. Like, I shouldn't even let the guy even walk up on me. I knew what he was about. Or I shouldn't even have been entertaining this conversation. Or, you know, you know, just start blaming yourself. And it took me a long, long, long time to realize, like, hey, this guy just wants to control you. Like, he doesn't want you to be in college. He doesn't want you to further your career. He doesn't want you to do anything. He wants you to have to depend on him. So, um, and it played a huge part in how I, you know, pick my relationships now or how much I can tolerate or... Like, if somebody seems like they're going to be abusive, I'm just automatically out of there. It can be physically abusive. It can be verbally abusive. Um, any type of sign, I'm going to take it as a threat. Absolutely. It's kind of like you do want to, and that comes back to the... When is it a good time to open up yourself to new people after you've been in something? And a lot of people feel like they should, you know, shy away from new relationships and just stay closed out and never deal with anyone again. I think we had someone in the room like that uh, one night who was telling her story in the Goo Gang room. And she was just saying, you know, like she's closed off. Like, you know, how do you un Un, how do you break that wall down? How do you let people in? Like, how do you unprogram um, yourself from feeling like you don't want to be with anyone? It's kind of rough. Like, it's not easy. So I was just telling her, you know, like, it's good to 
take some time to yourself and make sure you're fully healed. Make sure you know you know all the red flags and the signs and take your time. Definitely getting to know someone. Don't eat it then. Put it right here. It's fine. Don't rush yourself. Don't rush into anything new. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay to even, you know, if someone gives you issues about, you know, moving slow and then you feel like you want to speak on it a little bit, you can do, you can tell them why you taking your time. Why do you feel like you're not ready to you know jump into something and if they don't respect your position then that person just isn't meant for you it's all about just having discernment and also having the willpower to know that you didn't deserve that and there is like a better love out there for you you know take these things as a learning experience and not necessarily as a loss like as something that you can never come back from because you can come back from anything you can come back from anything they have people who come back from, from dying I'm one of those people. You can come back from anything that you go through. It's never the end. You know what I mean? It's only the end if that's what you set your mind to and that's what you want it to be. But if you want it to keep going and you want that happy ending and you know that there's a purpose for your life and you know that, you know, God has your back, the universe will look for, look out for you for those who are deserving, then you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, it, it will take time, definitely. But just don't, you know, short yourself out of being happiness because of one person's mistake or because of one person not treating you right. Definitely move on with your life. Because technically, that's still have them having some form of control right. on you. If you sit there and not move on with your life out of fear of, of possibly having another situation again, like, they win. In a, in a, in a, in a, if 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 you want to put it like that, like they really do win because that's what they set out to do was to make sure that if they couldn't have you, nobody else could. But Jasmine, I wanted to ask you a question: Do you think that you are more aware, or do you think that you're traumatized, or do you think that you're a bit of both? I think I'm a bit of both because on the other hand, like on one hand, I can tell when someone's like has this toxic, abusive, whether verbally or physically character. Um, and then on the other hand, like if you touch me the wrong way, I feel threatened. Like I feel like you're going to hit me or, you know, if you scream at me the wrong way, my feelings going to be, you know, so I feel like it's a little bit of both. And that's a good point. Stop trying to separate being aware and being traumatized. You know, when to block people out and when to let them in. Because it's all about creating boundaries, too, to keep yourself safe. And if you feel like you need just a little bit of a boundary just to scan people first, then that's okay, too. It's just protecting your peace and protecting your energy. You know what I mean? Like, definitely jump out there again. Love people again. But just be careful and just be mindful, you know? You'll be you'll be equipped with some knowledge that you didn't have going into the first relationship. You'll have some signs and you'll have the red flags and you'll know what to look for. So it'll be a little bit easier for you to make those choices based on, you know, how the person treats you.
Yeah, so my husband now, he like screams. Like when he screams, I tell him to calm down real quick because, you know, I'm already have this, um, you know, a little trigger in my head. Like screaming turns into hitting. So be careful. Although he's not an abusive type of man. I just know that screaming, you know, screaming is associated with hitting because of my previous relationship. I can understand that. I can understand that. And it's about knowing your triggers too. What makes you feel a certain way. Thank you, Jalil. Listen, I was yep. gonna say the same thing. Thank y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like this was a whole little therapy session for me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so. good to hear. Cause I want to know how some of you guys are feeling with hearing all of this. Well, I just want to say I respect all of y'all and I apologize for anything y'all been through because uh I ain't gonna lie to you, hearing stories like this and uh, listen to all the women talk about their situation. Uh, furthermore, it makes me not the one to be one of those guys, if that makes any sense to you. Um, plus, I've been with my wife about 23 years, and I can proud to say I never hit her, touched her in that kind of a way. Yes, we have arguments. Yes, I have shattered my own windshield because I was pissed off. But that never went, aggression went towards her or even got close to her when I was like that. Um, again, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I can say that never ever happened. Uh, I respect women. I love women. I understand that you're going to go through things. I understand that you can't, you know, make a person feel the way you feel. So that way it's going to cause situations or issues until they understand how you feel. And uh, I just wanted to put it out there that I really enjoy listening to you because that just helped me remind myself to keep pushing to do the right thing and i land thanks tj i appreciate all the guys coming and sharing their perspective and hanging out with us i think it's good when guys get in on these conversations because you guys get to learn something and then we also get your point of view on certain things too which is a learning experience for us as well so i like that thank you yeah i do like the whole being able to bridge that gap that's starting to occur between, you know, I'm just going to say it, you know, black men and black women, there is starting to be a divide. And I love spaces like this where, where we don't feel so divided. When, like, if we could just put this out into the real world, not everyday life, I'm telling you, like, we could be so impactful again as a community because we've always been an impactful community. But if we just really bridge that gap in women understanding men and men understanding women, oh my gosh, like I feel like we would be in a better place mentally and financially. All right. I like women. I would like to play. 
I, I enjoy listening to it, and I feel like other men should listen to it because they feel half the way I feel, where I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to do that, regardless of the fact. Or, you know, it's easy just to walk away and cool down, and they hear these stories, and, you know, saying they can incorporate that into their life, to their wife, to their significant other. You know what I'm saying? Which is also going to make them a better man. So I applaud John for at least coming out and telling that because I know it's hard to even say. I don't talk that much, but I do sit here and I listen. And uh, I try to incorporate that into my day when I hear positive things go on. Okay, I'm going to read this out loud for Martina because she's probably at work. Martina says, for me, the more I speak about it, I feel better. But being in relationships, I do go in hard with my walls up. I lay out my thing, I lay out my triggers. I used to feel like an outcast, like my situation was the only one out there. But when I'm able to hear other women's stories, I don't feel alone. And that's important, Martina, that you know that you're not alone. Like, just because a lot of us try to portray like everything is wonderful and gravy in our lives, we all do go through things. And I am really thankful for spaces like this where we can come together and share like our experiences, but also share the positive out of those experiences too. I agree. This was a really good one. I'm not going to lie. Like, I actually cried more than once. That's the reason why I keep muting back up. So, y'all know me on this app for other reasons, but this right here was, I was not expecting to come on here for this part. Not today. Like, I'm even at a loss for fucking words at the moment. And um, it's very rare that I'm a loss for words. Well, Shakira, hopefully you got something positive out of this. I know one thing, you know, by now you should know you're not alone. That, you know, <laughs> some of us has been through some things, too. And I hope that, like, you know, you, you'll be able to find your strength. Because I found my strength in my situation when I was coming from it. I, I seen how much I would do for myself and for my kids. Like, when I tell you the strength I had, like... 
all I thought about was just bettering us. Whatever it was out there, I wanted it. Because if, if I thought it was going to better us somehow. I don't care if it was a roof over our head. I don't care if it was clothes. I don't care if it was a particular car. I don't care if it was some form of educational some program for them. Like, I just wanted what was better for us. And that's what I found in coming out of my situation was my strength of not wanting to always feel like a victim or act like one. I just wanted us just to be happy and as normal as possible. Yeah. I'll tell you this, Jules. <clears throat> I feel like I've actually gained some sisters today being able to talk about what has happened in my life. So I appreciate y'all. We definitely appreciate you. We definitely do. Because it's a reminder, y'all. Like, we don't know. We don't ever know what somebody is going through, let alone what they have already been through, but what they're presently going through. And I think sometimes we just need to stop every now and then and make sure one another is okay. Because we just don't know. Unless we ask, unless they tell us. Yeah, I agree. And I think this was, yeah, this was a really good uh, thing because I for damn sure was in my feelings yesterday, feeling lonely as hell. So I do appreciate today. Yay, that makes me and Jasmine feel good. Yay. Well, you guys, if you guys ever have any more topics that you want to discuss just back channel me and jasmine we would definitely love to have it as a discussion here on sister gold do you have a story you want to share iona i hope i said your name right iona hey yeah it's iona Okay, so we were all just sharing stories of us coming from, um, I guess you would want to call like, you know, domestic relationships, us making that transition coming, the things that we went through during those relationships and making that transition out and that transition afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have a few stories, but um I think people don't really talk about like, I don't know, like you leave, yeah, but like the aftermath, like mentally. Um, I don't know, it's a lot. And sometimes like a lot of people don't have like access to therapy or, you know, people to talk to and stuff like that. And like you were saying, you never know, um, you know, what someone's going through and stuff like that, you know? Cause I've been, lately I've been feeling a little down or whatever. And some nights I think about, um, some days I think about that night or whatever with my ex. And I'm just like, like, I wish he would have just like killed me, you know, like, I don't know. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but you know, I don't know. Some days I just feel like that. Cause like the aftermath, you got to deal with 
um, you know, I have my good days, but I think, you know, we all have like our bad days and I'm just like, oh, like, you know, like send days, I'm just like, it would have been just easier, you know, if he just, you know, whatever that night, just. Cause it gets so, it gets so traumatic sometimes, right? Yeah. Like you just feel that way. Yeah. But you're here, you're here for a reason. And that's what we have to look at, that you're here for a reason. What that reason is, only you know, because that's your life. But you're here for a reason, and you experience that for a reason. And you're probably going to be able to share your experience with somebody else that's going to help them. Man, that's funny you mentioned that. You had me thinking about um, what you just um, said and what Iona, I guess, just said too. Because when my ex, um, when he tried it, and I'll just say the whole gun situation, that's why I just don't like it. But anyway, like when I woke up, I was like, from getting like hit in the head, it was like, I can't believe I'm here. And then fast forward 15 years later, I'm like, I couldn't imagine not being here now when I have my little four monsters or, you know, or if it would have came out a different result, if I really would have got hurt really bad or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. Two P's is in the building. Two P's is responsible for the sister cold PTRs and badges that you see. Two P's is down below. He's right there. That's who you contact if you want your personalized sister cold badge. Um, as you can see, Martina's. Um, as you can see, mine. Um, where he has placed a, our photo. And our name across the badge. And we are doing that courtesy of Sister Cold. But two P's is down below. That's who you would message about getting your Sister Cold um, badge. And also, too, he has, like, the borders. He has different colors. So you don't have to just choose, like, black or white. You know, he has, he has other colors available. As you can see, mine is blue. You see, Martinez is purple. But yeah, I just want to put that out there again. Hey, Chug. Hey, Jules. Hey, Central, Jasmine, Andreas, all the mods. Hey. How you doing? I'm good, boo. How are you? I'm good. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, Asia. So how does that make you feel, Iona, like, as far as knowing that, like, better days are ahead? Or let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Iona. Let me ask you this. What What is something positive that you're doing in your life right now? Um, I think just, like, with my brand, because it's all about, like, um, women empowerment and 
um, the Thick on Purpose is like, it's for like, it's for like women and also just like um, preteens and stuff like that. Um, just cause growing up, I really didn't have like, um, you know, like my mom and stuff like pouring into me and you know, stuff like that, like at a young age when you're, um, you know, like in our community, our bodies, like we develop sometimes at a younger age than other people. Like, you know, we get our menstrual cycles younger and stuff like that. So just since was since I was a little girl, I've dealt with like, um, you know, not really loving myself the way I should because I wasn't really, like love wasn't really like poured into me like at a young age, you know, when my body started changing and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, just getting into a few bad relationships and stuff like that. So like the thick on purpose is like, it's such like a powerful statement that I wish I had like when I was, you know, a little girl. Um, and even now, like as my adulthood, so I'm really just trying to put in the work with that. Um, Cause I'm like, oh, I've been through so much stuff and it's just like, you know, I'm still here. So just like, you know, what is my purpose? Like there has to be a deeper purpose to why like I survived the things I did and things like that. And so I just been on a mission to really just like push that and just to like, I really don't have anyone I can like talk to and stuff like that. But like, I never want anyone else to like go through the things that I went through and stuff like that. So like, I just feel like my purpose here now is like whenever I see women and they look good, I always like, if I'm in the supermarket, if I'm in the bank, anywhere, I always tell them like, hey girl, like you look good or I'll compliment them or like, you know, like I'll pour into them like any way that I can. Like, I feel like that's like me, you know, cause I survived, I'm okay. You know, like, and I, if any way I can stop the things that I went through, you know, I don't want the next, my nieces or the next little girl or, you know, anyone to go through the things that I did. So that's just like, I'm on my mission. I'm on a mission just to like, um, I don't know, just pour into other women now as much as I can. Hey, Shug, how you doing? You need to come here more often then. I know, I'm sorry. I'm getting like a little emotional. <laughs> well, I was getting emotional. No, I, oh, was gonna tell, okay. I was going to tell her, Jules, to check her back channel. She wasn't here for my whole story, but check your back channel because <clears throat> that's what all of us beautiful ladies are about over here. You know, and usually you'll see me across this app and I'll be like so lively and... <laughs> joking and doing a whole lot of stuff but i was not expecting this when i logged on today however it's good to get it out and i know i'm not doing it no justice right now jules because i'm still like emotional over my own shit. but you're doing great we all are sharing our stories we're all uplifting each other because we are speaking truth into existence this is the truth we're all great We've all been through something and, and we all have something to give. So I think everybody's doing exceptional here. You know what I was thinking just now? I was going, man, I think this time, like, I just, 
I think the happiness that I'm looking for, I think is in within myself. And I think I'm really now trying to learn like what I like or whatever I think before. What happened? She cut out. Ever end up yeah, molding yourselves to what they want, and then eventually you lose yourself and forget about you. And then every relationship is like you just really want the person that like you, but then you end up becoming something that you're not. Aisha, uh, we missed half of what you said because you had cut out. Sorry, I'm getting poor reception. So, uh, yeah, can you hear me better now? Yeah, you clear. Uh, I was just saying, I'm um, now I really want to try to learn how to love myself and see what I like now because it seems like every relationship I get in, I really want the person that really like me, and then I end up just conforming to everything that they want instead of. Um, you know, bringing other things, I guess. Oh, you're a people pleaser. Is that safe to say? Uh, can you say that again? I was getting a horrible reception. No, I was saying, are you a people? You're a people pleaser. Is that safe to say? Right, that's exactly right, and that's why I kind of hate my personality, and you know, it doesn't work like that, so that's exactly the type of person I am. What up, Goo Gang? What up, what up? I was going to say the same thing. You. All love to the room. I love when the men show up to support the women. I love it. Oh, yeah, we got y'all, man. We definitely got y'all. Thank you. So, Aisha, is that a bad thing that you were people pleaser has that gotten you in some bad predicaments yeah actually um horrible uh predicaments because being a people pleaser it's like okay yeah you end up agreeing so much or for so long and then the moment i try to have my own mind or say something different then it's a problem i guess compared to if i just said well you know, I don't know, but yeah, something like that. The floor is open to anyone.
Somebody pull up two peas. He said he's just listening right now. Hey, you wanna check your back channel? Okay, on Clubhouse or Instagram? Clubhouse. Okay. Salute to all the ladies that's giving a testimony today. I just want to shout y'all out and say y'all are superheroes, man. So just keep on going and keep standing on what y'all stand on. Facts. That was beautiful. I wish we had more men in the room today, honestly, so that they could give feedback and speak on the other side. I think it's important too. I was just going to say like with the men, because um, like a few days ago, I was like in a private room with these two guys that I usually like talk business with or whatever. And we got into like a heated like discussion or whatever, because they had made, they had made a comment basically. It was like on women's bodies and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, this doesn't have to turn into something negative. You know, like we need to have more conversations with men and women because sometimes it's just like a misunderstanding. Sometimes men really don't understand like what like we need or things that they say that may affect us in a way. Cause like, we'll talk to like our, our girls, like, oh, I can't believe he did this. And you'll be like, why would he do something like that? But then he's like completely clueless and has no idea, you know, especially when you guys are like heated in the moment. But afterwards, when you guys, if you guys sit down and talk and stuff like that, he's like, wow, like, I didn't even know you, this made you feel that way or, you know, I don't know, things like that. So they took the time out to understand what you were feeling. Yeah, I think just with men, like, sometimes there's just, like, a miscommunication between us, you know, and it's, like, we can have, like, we're adults, we don't have to, like, like, after the conversation, I told the guy, like, listen, like, you didn't offend me, and I'm glad we had this conversation, because he apologized and stuff like that, but he also said, like, he learned something from the conversation, you know, so it was just, like, I feel like us men and women, we can have, like, healthy dialogue, you know, it doesn't always have to, you know, be arguing or trying to win the conversation or. Yeah, that's important that people understand that. See, that's the thing I was talking about earlier, y'all, like, like bridging that gap <clears throat> between men and women, because in my opinion, I just noticed over the last few years how much of a a gap there is between men and women. But I feel like it doesn't have to be that way because, I mean, you guys are pretty understanding. Or at least you guys portray that you guys are. You guys listen. You guys try to be attentive or whatever on here. I don't know if you guys are doing that in real life, but you guys are doing a good job on here. Thank you. And some so of you guys have some very powerful stories. 
Oh, no, I'm done. I just want to say some of you guys have very powerful stories, too. We've all been through something. Yeah, that's a fact. I definitely agree with that. Everybody can learn from everybody at the end of the day. Somebody's gone through something different. A lot of us might have gone through the same, similar shit. But there's always one difference we all have in between each other. Yeah, because, like, the worst feeling is, um, I forgot who wrote in the chat, but they were just saying, like, when you feel like you're the only person, like, going through it and stuff like that. But then sometimes just, like, sometimes I'll listen to podcasts or um, one time my friend, she didn't understand what I was going through. And then she was watching the news or something and she called me like super early and she's like, I think you have this. And I'm like, have what? Um, and it was like, it was called Stockholm syndrome. And she was like, I feel like you're going through this, you know, with your ex. And then when I read on it and stuff like that, like I, I just, I didn't feel crazy. I didn't feel alone. Like, you know, like I made a connection. I was like, okay, this is why I'm feeling like this, you know? And then when you're hearing other women's stories or things like that, it's like, okay, like you're not alone. You know, like I th it's important. Even Shakira, her message she just sent me, like, you know, just like a simple, sweet, encouraging message, like can go a long way. You never know what that person is going through. Yeah, I do that a lot with like all my friends, honestly, male or female. Oh, okay. So you do the checkup on your friends? Yeah, I do. I do that j a lot just because of me losing so many friends. You know, I've learned from all that. You know, and anybody close to me, I always, I always check up on people. I might get a little annoying <laughs> at times, but you know, it's come from a good place. It's important. And I hate like when, you know, like when you go missing, I know for me, like if I'm feeling really like down or whatever, sometimes like I'll just, I will go MIA. And then sometimes your friends like, oh, you're acting funny. And it's like, no, like actually I'm going through something. Like my family will do that a lot. Like if I don't show up to like, um, like Christmas or something, my mom's like, everybody was here but you. And it's like, she doesn't even know, like I'm still dealing with the aftermath of the relationship I was in, you know? So like, you know, but instead of like being loving, it's like, you know, like putting me down even more when it's like, I'm going through something like, you know, I'm home by right. myself. Yeah. Nice. Like I I remember on Christmas, I was like home by myself and I was just like feeling down, you know, like, and then to her, like, oh, you didn't show up and this and that. I'm like, wow, you don't even know, you know what I was going through at home. A lot of people, because a lot of people think about themselves first, you know what I mean? The first what should have been done is her asking if you're okay, you know, what would make you not want to come. But again, the majority of people in this world think about themselves. Yeah. Almost like when people say it wasn't that bad or it's not that bad. Right. Right. How is somebody going to tell you how bad it is for you? Like you don't know how that person experiences things you don't know how much it may wear on their mentals you just don't know 
So it's like everybody needs to take a step out and just, you know, understand that about other people. Everybody digests things differently. So how was all the women's day today? Busy. Lovely Lots and empowering. That part. I should have been optimistic. <laughs> it was good. Very calm. Unexpected. I have a question for the men in the room. It's just a random question I was thinking about. If you were to see someone that you knew, one of your homeboys, and he was putting a woman at risk, hurting her, being abusive, would you guys try to speak to him about it? Try to intervene? Would you stop hanging with him? How would it make you feel? I would fuck him up. Very simple. Thanos. It depends on who it is, you know, like I'm a, I, I personally have had these conversations like with one of my one bus, my one best friend, he got killed seven years ago and he used to cheat on his baby mother all the time. I also always tell his ass, man, stop fucking that shit up. Like she's a good female, but you know, you gotta be really close to me for me to say something. I'm the kind of dude that. Well, that's you want to, I've always been like that. I'm overprotective, um, especially over my over family and just females in general. But I'm the kind of dude that if I see somebody check on the train, I'm from New York. Um, if I see a check on the train getting yelled at, I mean, you can always argue with a female. I've seen the the loudest arguments happen without physical violence. But if I see something like him trying to hit her, him basically doing any kind of physical harm, I'm going to be that one person to put him on his ass yeah i feel you i used to always like with my family i'm family the females wise very very overprotective so that's definitely going down like how thanos would explain it but i used to, when i was younger i never liked seeing that shit but when i got older i kind of just like i don't know i kind of just started minding my business with it because it's like i don't know what the fuck it's over if it's your friend, you should say something because your friend is close to you, and you don't want to see him doing the wrong things. Like, like, yeah, you got, we got to say something. Then it's like a catch twenty-two, because if he's not ready to receive that message, guess what he's gonna say? Oh, you talking to her? You trying to talk to her? She talking to you behind my back? So it's like. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that weirdo shit happens, and I and that shit I don't ever understand. Like with all my boys, I've always been super loyal in that sense. Like I've never tried fucking one of their baby mothers, their wives, their exes. I've always kept that shit off limit. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's definitely a fact. Um, if you're insecure, don't bring your girl around me. That's just the way I am. I'm super secure. But um, if you're insecure, bringing your girl around me, 
that's cool, but I don't, I don't, me personally, as a, as the kind of dude I am, if it's going to be like an awkward situation, like if my friend's going to be here and it's just going to be me, be me and the girl and my friend go to the store and just leave me with the chick, I'm going with my mans and I'm leaving her at the crib. I don't want no funny business. That's just the kind of person I am. Facts. Sometimes you gotta eliminate those type of fucking situations just not to hear no bullshit. Exactly, exactly. And some girls are tricky. You- I mean, some girls are tricky like that. Just to be out of spite, they'll probably say some shit like that. Oh, I fucked this nigga. I fucked your friend. And then the dude's gonna probably think about the, the who, who could it possibly be. And then it'll probably be that one time that you decide to stay uh, stay back with the chick. And that's the situation that he's probably thinking. But sometimes, a lot of the times, it might not have even happened. But just to be a spiteful by the female, she'll probably say something like that just to get him back <laughs> and fuck up a 20-year relationship. Facts. I've had I've, my one boy, his, his uh, now it's his baby mother, but at the time it was his girl. And she had wrote me a four-page fucking letter through Facebook on how like an amazing person I am. And I fucking took a screenshot and sent it to him, and he still got fucking added to with me. Dang, you, damn. That's crazy. Do you think you should have showed him? Me, personally, I, man, it's just because, yeah, I, I would still do the same thing over. Just because of me, of who I am, I'm just so loyal and honest. And on top of it, just, like, I don't ever want one of my friends to like feel like I would do some weird shit like that. Hold on. So what she, she was she was on your friends list? No, 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 no. She wasn't on my friends list. What'd you say, yo? Was she giving you a compliment on being a good person, being a good dad? Because a lot of that's us how, need that. But well, no, that's, was, or was she flirting with you? Which one? That's that's how it started off as because you know, like like me, I, I've you know I've been raising my nine year old since he was seven. You know, I got custody of both my kids. So it started off like that, you feel me? But it started getting kind of weird with, like, you know, she wanted to try and chill and shit like that. So I'm like, nah, hell no. I didn't even respond. I just sent it straight to him. Yeah, that's crazy. Are they still together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still together because there's just so many toxic people out here. Sometimes you got to stay out of that stuff, man. Sometimes you got to stay out of it. I did it. Like, my, my homegirl and my homeboy, both of them know me. Both of them, we good friends and all that stuff like that. But I know he cheats on her. And she finds out everything. But then she texts me through Facebook, texts me how she's going to leave and do all this type of stuff, which I try to preach to him about certain stuff, but not telling them, though. I'm not telling them. But I kind of tell man, dude, you got you got to get right, you know what I'm saying? You got to get right. But she already be knowing everything. Cause her ears to the street. So no, her knowing it still don't change the situation. So me telling him it don't change the situation. They still end up together when she find out that he cheated on. She didn't seen it. Dude ended up in the newspaper. All type of stuff about a female. She's still with him. She just had a baby by But I try to stay out of this, stuff. don't tell me about it. That's that toxic shit, bro. Yeah, I stay out of it. 
I know a lot of a lot of people. Like my shit, my fucking oldest son's mother. No, no, not my 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 youngest kid's mother. She still tries to tell me off her fucking business, and I don't listen to this shit. It's just weird. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> oh man. How do you guys feel about like social media? Like, as far as like, like see, say me and my girlfriend. Like, should me and her husband or boyfriend be friends on social media and vice versa? No, 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 uh, no, no. Well, hey, Rich, why you say no? And because uh, man, that, that's crossing the line, man. They could be sending messages and deleting messages, and if you insecure. On any type of level, that's gonna create a problem with your homie. Well, that's not. Hold on, that's but, let, let's say, but what if they real cool though? What if she's not sending messages? Messages? What if she really cool? Like, nah, cool? I don't want nobody. I don't want my homie talking to my chick. My homie to see me get down with other chicks. My homie could could have a motive. I don't need you. When we friends, that's when we in each other's company. Other than that, ain't no social media. Hold on, hold nah. on, hold on. Yo, rich, yo, yo, rich, yo, rich. So if you my boy. And your girl is me and her is real cool. I'm not looking at her. I'm looking at her as sis. If you my bro, so I don't really. I don't. Well, all right. Well, I, I mean, well, if it, if it's if it's sis. Well, she shouldn't want to get yeah. that. She she shouldn't want to be too familiar with your friends anyway. If she is a respectable woman, like she'll be cordial with them. But yeah. as far as being cool and being friends and all that talking on the phone and nah. stuff oh, i would feel like that's trying to take over your friendship in my opinion see, see that's not even the receipt for me I, I i say no too but that's not my reason my reason because i'm super confident but i just me personally is part of a respect thing like if that's somebody's wife it don't matter how many times you've been around her you know what i mean like you met her through him now, if you if it was like a situation like Paul was saying, then yeah, that's cool. But if you met his wife or baby mother, whatever the case, his girlfriend through him, then nah, you gotta keep that as like on a man thing. That's the respect. That's how I look at it. Yeah, if I if I met him through her, then yeah, it's cool. Like bro could be around all the time, social media, all that. But if it's a chick that I brought to the table, nah. Yeah, no, nah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. I get it now. At first, I didn't. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming to Sister Cold. Um, I think we shared some really whew, serious topics here, some really serious stories here. But um, I also felt like I don't know. We had great conversation amongst each other. And I can't wait for us to do it again. Uh, right now, we're about to go over to um, Good Burger and celebrate um, Good Burger reaching the 2K mark. So I don't know if you guys want to go head on and head on over there to Good Burger. We're going to have the celebration for reaching 2K members. So I thank you guys so much for coming to Sister Cold. I cannot wait for us to do it again. I, I wanted know. to say I appreciate I you guys. Thanks for having me. I will be back. We'll be back. Yeah, Jules, ping me over there to Good Burger. But I do appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. Okay. Everybody follow the room.
Thanks, ladies. Thanks for pinning the link, Jazz. The link is up top. You can go ahead and level jazz. I'll boom it. All right. If you guys haven't clicked the link already, go ahead and click the link up top. This one will be boomed in about five seconds. <laughs> 